Monster Burner. Oh, it sounds so scary. Monster Burner also has like lists like Pete's farm animals and stuff like that. So <laughs> don't be don't be terrified just because I mentioned it. <laughs> the Sunday Skypers. Burning beards. Still no Ari. I can still just puppet slate if if it comes to that, right? I think we've mm-hmm. we've held on long enough. So how do you feel about looking over some beliefs and refining them? Ah, making them them. Go ahead. <laughs> I believe I will. <laughs> making them. I can do yes. that. Character. <laughs> yeah, just imagine I'm 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 eloquent and and suave like you know the fantasy. Well, it's, it's a role playing thing, right? right? <laughs> fantasy. <laughs> yeah. So, so, contrary to what I'm saying, I actually have plus three to my charisma stat. <laughs> I, I guess I should ask the obligatory question: Are dragons real? Or is it like no one's seen one in so long we don't know? I don't think any of you have seen one. They're in the stories. Oh, right. Um, yeah, yeah. And supposedly well, okay. I'm I, I'm pretty sure Fandral has seen the Dragon Throne. We we established that the royal seat in Scoria was uh, made from the head or skull or something of a, of that. The dragon so that goes are the skull and jaw, so you're sitting inside its mouth. So, so they may have been real, or mm-hmm. it may have been fabricated. For all we know, <laughs> no one's allowed to do any uh, archaeological analysis of the throne. I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> we just need a little slice of it. <laughs> We're talking about beliefs and stuff like that. I have placeholder to make sure he's not possessed. That would be for Scully. Yeah, well, if 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 you still want to pursue that. Because I rewrote one of the my earlier ones, I reopened the brewers of Scoria Deep after making sure they're not haunted. Mm-hmm. I can actually kind of roll Scully into that. Hey, it's on fire. Let's roll Scully in. <laughs> yeah, he's not in the brewery though. So uh. yeah, yeah, yeah. No, but you know, you know, we're talking about haunted things and possessed things, and and uh, actually, I think I think Uthkel, if we're getting close enough to where we, we open up the secret door. Uh, Ufkel needs to start thinking about finding one of these breweries and then, you know, basically taking it over. And considering the, the mess that one Opal brewery was like, he's going to have to uh, make some plans. Right. So, so he's not that uh, dispirited then from, from considering that maybe it was a bad idea to open one after the various hauntings. <clears throat> he's now extra paranoid, but he's still, you know, he has sworn on a keg of nog to his master Paul the brewmaster. Right, fine. Uh, found yeah. a brewery. It could be on the surface. It could be far away from any haunted <laughs> old... Uh, it's your priorities, so don't let me sway you. I'm, I'm just uh, gauging, like, where Old Kill's <laughs> mind is. He's also got uh, his uh, apprentice, which he's now he... Rory's no longer an apprentice. He's now a journeyman. You field I, promoted him. <laughs> yep, yep. But I want something that's actionable in a game that's more than just me making a couple rolls here and there. Something I actually Only can do. Only among the dwarves do you get battle brewers. The, the beer has to flow, and it's <laughs> right up to the front line. <laughs> the beer must flow. <laughs> <laughs> what would you like to put in place of making sure he's possessed of the, as the last belief? I'm thinking, about, I'm, thinking, I'm thinking about it. Why, why don't you go on to someone else where I think about this? 
Absolutely. Okay, so for Flint, you're kind of on the cusp of entering Scoria. I'm, I'm yeah. making edits. I have search for the shield, watch his back, and scout the abandoned old. I chose these because it will cover just about any action I want to take, and some of them are actually conflicting, which I think is the best way to do it, beliefs, right? Uh, it's it's great, especially if you want, want to play out that conflict, like, oh, what should I do? Pull on your beard and you go arg and all that stuff. Actually, I don't pull my beard. I tend to play with the beads in the beard. Each of us have our own little dwarfy fantasy, and, and the beads are an important part. I even know that they're made out of hematite, okay? All right, then. <laughs> I think you established that very early, though, so, yeah. Yes, yes, because it's an important part of his character. <laughs> it's inside, you know. Yeah, if you look into his kit, he's got a bag full of beads. <laughs> Which beads will I wear today? Yes, 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 yes. When you scout the abandoned hold, what, what, what's the goal there? The goal is literally just to scout it and find danger and stuff like that. It, it is to gather intelligence about the condition of Scoria Deep. It's scouting. I, I'm not sure how else to quite sure phrase it. It's, uh, it's, just so, it's about so, safety, so yeah, it's yeah, looking just, for danger. Just, just so we're on the same page about what it means, so I don't miss out on awarding you. Or It's on the lookout for danger, because it's tied to the party and safety. Okay. Watch his back. Yeah, so, uh, some of these can't be done at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> All right, speaking of him, I think he is pretty good. His I must explore what's beyond the opening question mark runic gate uh, is kind of the same as scout the hole. Yeah, it's just we, we do it differently. He swaggers when he does it. <laughs> I will a- attempt to remember to say, hey, would you like to change something now that something new has happened, which it may. Now that you're which on fire. <laughs> I think I actually have a uh, workable mm-hmm. belief, and that is lead the apprentices and Rory into Scoria Deep to find and claim a brewery. Didn't you say, like, I'm, I'm not saying you should change this. I'm just curious. Didn't you say to, like, Fandral and the others that you would, like, you like you learned your lesson, you were, you were going to stay in the expedition? Well, okay. See, yeah. I, I, was, I was debating on that first word there, either lead or prepare. Lead is obviously more actiony, but... Well, we first off, we got to find a way in, into score your teeth. It is, of course... Based on waiting on the the prince to come back yeah. and saying we got a way in, and then that's when we would then get together and see. Yeah, it depends on the order. Yeah, probably you know get ready to move at a moment's notice. Okay, so let's once again delve into the tunnels and and uh, set the scene in front of a great glowy door, wall, ramp, stair, place, arch thing. Yes, with, uh, with the dwarves assembled and, and Sigebert holding the to- uh, chronicles. You brought some I just imagine that they're strapped to his back. <laughs> <laughs> like a rucksack, yes. Like a no, 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 no. Like, like he's, a, he's, a, he's a living book pedestal. Oh, you mean so he, he walks around slightly bent holding the lower... Um... <laughs> yes. Okay, I see. Kind of like obelix yeah. in... Asterix. Let's uh, reframe this and, and, and say, who do you bring with you, specifically named individuals? I know you have Slate with you. I know you have Stigibert with you. Through me, okay. And Ty. And Ty, okay. Because we always have to have an abject coward. <laughs> Makes everyone look so much braver. <laughs> uh, I believe the prince had walked up to the door after you had collectively deciphered or, or determined how to decipher the keystone, how to use it, and had bearded the door open. 
So in this undermountain darkness, gloom, I should say, or, or twilight, since the mineral deposits swirls and lines are sort of glowing in a bluish way, there's a, an increase in the volume of the glow, right, in the door, specifically two kind of pinpoint, almost like eyes in the door, and this sort of stylized streak of a nose in between them. Like I think John said last time we played, there's the sound as of like stone or concrete grinding together. But it isn't of the door opening. Instead, it's like a voice. It's like the door is speaking to you, specifically to the prince who's standing right in front of the door. And the voice says, you hold the key, but you are a stranger. Why should I open? And this, you know, the, the dwarves below are all like, oh. No one's seen or heard anything like this in, in centuries. It's some serious magic. <laughs> yes. I'm sorry to put you on the spot this early, but, you know. I That's the way to start it out. Prince Vandral, son of Vandral, the last dwarven ruler of Scoria. I've come to reclaim Scoria for the dwarves. Okay, so there's a dimming in the this ethereal crystal light. The sort of rumble, this echoing rumble that moves out from the door and into the tunnels, it goes silent for a space. And then the pinpoints brighten again. And the door says, these words were once repeated to me. When dark things breed in olden holds, and clansmen serve the serpent greed, to the hall will come a stranger, flames of old upon his breath. Are you this stranger? I've not met you. I may be a stranger to you, whoever you are. Okay, there's a silence, and then it simply says, Are you this stranger? Infuriating. <laughs> <laughs> I've told you who I am. <laughs> the light dims for a space, and there's a sort of rumble as of, as of rocks grinding together, as if uh, there's some deep celebrations happening in the stone. Then it simply says... The clan door serves its purpose. And right down the middle of this door shape, this uh, bright line lights up. And it splits in twain. And with a grinding sound, uh, the door halves vanish into the sides, revealing a deep darkness. Yes, a deep darkness beyond. <laughs> Not a dark nest. Nests are the worst. <laughs> Especially if they're dark. <laughs> well, I, I think that deserves a good celebratory slap on the back. Excellent job, sir. This door knows its place. <laughs> <laughs> Just a little yes, Manny, but yeah, i got to throw it in there. Hand me that lantern. Cast lantern against the darkness. <laughs> <laughs> Through me, tie. Front and center. Yes, yes. Fandral's going to take the lantern, look at what's ahead of him. So it seems like we have two dwarves pretty near the door, and we have Frumi and Ty uh, advancing up the steps toward the door. How about Flint and Fandral make a perception test? Like, uh, one of you tests and the other helps. Uh, I have a five. Uh, six. Well, then I guess I will lend you some dice. Right, so you have five. That means you lend him two dice. Yes, because I'm a scout, damn it. Yes, and the obstacle is, let's say, let's say you have three. And if you succeed, then I'm going to tell you a bunch of things. And if you fail, well, you're going to walk into something that you didn't expect. That's two successes, and you have a six. And the fate. And oh, there we go. Nice. Okay, so you have what you need. All right, so the first thing that 
the two of you notice when Fandral lifts his lantern up toward the uh, the doorway is that there's something scrawled sort of at shoulder height uh, on the inside of, of the door, uh, like in in the slit that was made in the middle of the door when the the house opened. Yeah, there seems to be like some a row of runes on one side. Oh, just one side. Let's see what the graffiti says. If Elroy was here, exit only. <laughs> It's a row of very simple rooms, and they say Dooney made these rooms. Bastard. <laughs> <laughs> he even stoops to graffiti ancient artifacts, the bastard. They look a little uh, juvenile, though. Like It's not like something you would imagine Dooney, the longbeard elder, would scrawl. Dooney the Un- <laughs> or, or, you know, unless he was somehow momentarily bit aroused with too much nog or something. That's a possibility. <laughs> we should ask the door someday. How does it feel about that? <laughs> the second thing you notice is that there's a, a faint smell, animal smell, kind of like wet fur coming at you. Well, not coming at you. It's sort of a still. The air is fairly still in the inside. Get my axe ready. I'll motion uh, to, to the scouts and to, to the uh, as- assembled uh, people behind us. Weapons at the ready, and do the same. All right, so uh, they're pulling out their arbalests and their axes and their little short broad swords and so forth. The things that make dwarves slightly dangerous. <laughs> <laughs> so don't mess with the company. <laughs> Is there, like, just a corridor ahead of us? Steps? What? In the, in the radius of the um, lantern, which helps the sight of your naturally gloom-inclined eyes anyway, you can see that the inside opens up into a fairly broad tunnel. And there's something like statues lining the walls, and it's sort of sloping upward. If you take a step inside, you notice that the upward slope is, is a stair. It's just that the stairs are very deep. On each step, there is a is a stylized hammer pictured, and they're they're like five dwarves deep, right? So they're very very deep, and they wind upward in a sort of spiraling, so very slow, very slight spiral. So it's more like a tunnel that slowly turns upward and, and with very long steps. And there's the animal smell, of course, and you see that the statues that line every step. Uh, there's like one facing the other. Uh, seem to be of dwarves. Fairly well pictured, though, though highly stylized. A warm welcome. They line up to, to meet us. And we'll step forward in there and start uh, examining these statues. Look, while the prince is examining, stealthily, Flint will motion to the other uh, scouts and we'll move a couple of steps further, almost to the edge of where the uh, light from the lantern will reach, so we can get our night vision in order and see if we can scout out what lies around the next bend in the spiral. So let's start with Fandral. What? What? Uh, h- how are you examining? Are you just giving them a like a cursory glance, trying to figure out what they are, or if there's there's anything written on them, or taking the the lantern and going over them and then seeing their recognizable faces, if there's any uh, plaques or anything carved. Uh... Sure, sure, sure. You lived probably in Scoria for a while before you had to leave with all the fighting and stuff. So you probably recognize one or two of these names. There are plaques. And without giving you a name, since I don't have one in front of me right now. Oh, here, here's one. 
in the dwarf, the dwarf statue you're, you're um, lighting up, uh, on the plaque at its feet, it says Munor. And uh, you remember the name Munor as a prominent general of Scoria once upon a time. So it seems like these these uh, statues are almost like, a uh, I don't want to say saints, but, you know, the, the, they're hallowed ancestors, if you will. It just so happens that Slate has a dwarven rune script in Chronology of Kings. So that might come in handy in identifying these. Also also a little bit of danger sense or sixth sense, just so we don't forget slates along the ride. We're, we're, I'm coming to that. Don't worry. <laughs> I'm just being dutiful. Okay, so while, you're, while you are ranging ahead a little, the radius of a lantern, Fandral is looking over um, the statue. Of course, Slate is at Fandral's shoulder, peering at the statue as well, and, and Sigibert is huffing out with uh, the chronicles on his back, and, and uh, <laughs> the door is, throng, it's, is thronging with axe bearers and, and scouts sort of peering in and going, oh. And right about then, Slate, of course, none of you can see it, but, you know, for the, for the sake of the viewer, right? If you imagine this is a little silly movie. Slate gets this sort of momentary blank look on his face, and then he calls out to Flint, Flint, watch out! (laughs) I can see Flint turning back. What? (laughs) Flint goes from totally ready for anything and then just relaxes and turns back. (laughs) (laughs) Of course. And as you turn back and go, oh, what? You can hear this slightly ponderous padding as a naked animal paws and you hear this brief like (gasps) and suddenly something is on top of you something big something furry something growly you know what let's all make steel tests because this is surprise well some are more surprised than others yes (laughs) do we get an advantage die for uh slate giving us a heads up sure sure i'll I'll allow that yeah we we do hope that flint's got a spare change of underwear (laughs) underwear what an interesting concept (laughs) he's a commando (laughs) exactly (laughs) what's our obstacle the obstacle is your hesitation well, so I have six dice to beat a six. Uh, <laughs> this does not bode well. But I but, believe I have. Uh, 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 steel is uh, open-ended by default. So any sixes, you automatically re-roll them. Can I throw Persona at this as well? You can absolutely throw Persona at this as well. I just happen to have a bucket of Persona, so we will definitely chuck in a couple here. Yeah, I'll throw a Persona at two, and that'll get me to ten. Right, ten. You, ha- you, you have eight by default, you swine. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a cheaty dwarf. Oh, that right? is appropriate. I mean, the prince is going to have to be an example and like get people to not die. <laughs> One, two, three, four, five. And your obstacle is four, right? Yes. Must be nice. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Flint, you're just going to have to attempt to persuade people or do things with... Or actually have a will. (laughs) That will probably, yeah, be very difficult. (laughs) Nice roll. Uh, Yeah, it's a good start. One, two, three, four, five. And we'll uh, re-roll those. Six, and you say they're open-ended by default? Yes, they are. So don't need to burn fate on those? Uh, you don't need to burn fate, but it, it, you can spend one fate to re-roll one traitor, if you wish. Mm-hmm. Sure, because I want to look like... Well, it doesn't look like you require it, though. Oh, you have yeah. Your, yeah, yeah. So just some of us want to burn fate. Anyway, the net result is, huzzah, I got at least seven. And I can keep <laughs> on going and do more if I need more. You don't need more. 
So uh, six versus six sounds like a challenging test, right? You had an advantage die, though, so that makes it a difficult test. It was five versus six, and then I had an advantage. Oh, okay, I see. That that is still challenging? Uh, It's a difficult test. So uh, while the, you know, the rest of the dwarves are kind of um, like, whoa, what's going on? Both Flint and Fandral are just fine. You know, you can act free. You can decide what to do. Uh, for Fandral's sake, this big, crazy cross between a warg and a wolfhound, this sort of uh, big, slobbery, toothy, shaggy mutt of a war dog, which is almost as large as two dwarves is attempting to wrestle Flint to the ground and, and, and bite him to death. Flint, you have this big, huge, hairy ball of teeth and muscle and fur in your face. Oh, I hit it with my axe! <laughs> <laughs> Down, cur! I'm charging with my axe. If you want to strike with the axe, though, Flint, you're going to have to use, like, the handle or the, the top spike or something. Because, I happen to have oh, a spiky bit on my axe. Yeah, so. you're going to have to thrust for that or something. We'll, we'll give it a nice meaty poke. We'll throw in our uh, commanding, intimidating voice. <laughs> and just get it to back down and recognize a proper true dwarf. Bad dog. <laughs> so a little <laughs> down, cur. <laughs> in a commanding tone as I sit there and poke it with my spiky bits. It may be just for color. I don't think it's actually going to respond to any dwarven commands. Well, it depends. I guess if, if you're loud enough or something, I, I don't want to say no directly. Yeah. Well, but I don't I have the Baylor's eye like the prince does. <laughs> <laughs> he made baleful stare. Baylor's eye. <laughs> we, we've given his stare a pet name. <laughs> oh, I see. <laughs> you don't even name it after Fadrell himself. It's someone else. Well, it's, someone a, else. It's, it's an even more intimidating eye. <laughs> I see. You know, uh, your social skills aren't that impressive, so, I, you know, one more die, I'm fine with that, if you want to work in intimidation or, or conspicuous or something like sure. that. Sure. Well, we're definitely intimidating. Arr! This dog should obviously know about my history. <laughs> now, uh, do you want it to get off you or pin it down or kill it or what, what's your intent? My intent is to make some space, not get mauled, and be able to freely swing my axe. Okay, so to extricate yourself, more or less. To free yeah, yourself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Make some space so I can properly fight the swing. Fandral could help you with that if he wishes. Yeah, I said I'm charging over there with my axe. Yeah. Yeah, yeah and he's big and scary. It might give this cur some pause when it realizes it's outnumbered. <laughs> Fandral, if, if you're swinging with your axe, then uh, you can give some axe dice to um, Flint. Please, I would give him two, right? Yep. So between that and a little intimidation, I'm up to uh, eight dice. What yeah. is this thing's obstacle? Uh, it's a versus test. So I have five dice. Well, five, five against your eight. Yes. Yes. It is just a mutt. Ah, oh, yeah. <laughs> Die, demon dog. <laughs> so I have three successes and you have a bunch. Plus sixes. This means that you get your intent. So, uh, you know, Fandral, I suppose, comes in swinging, strikes it somewhere in the shoulder or something, uh, front shoulder, and, and Flint's poking it, uh, ah! preventing, preventing the a great slavering toothy jaws from closing all over his face. And there's a, there's a brief whiny sound as it, it, it spins around and, and retreats, and then it uh, turns around again at bay uh, in, a, in sort of a, this growly crouch. 
I growly crouch right back at it. <laughs> right then, you hear this reverberating, uh, echoing roar from from further up uh, in the darkness. It sounds like someone is is roaring something like "Madra, stop, heal." And in which the creature is oh. not doing anything other than it's, it doesn't appear to be listening. It's just sort of standing there, apparently undecided whether or not it should launch at the two of you. And, you know, it's great big jaws are drooling and so forth. And, you, oh, you can hear over the, the growling, which echoes, of course, like these hasty running footsteps from above. And what was it we heard? Madra, stop, heal. In what language? Um, you know, it would be whatever you use to trade with the the humans. But that's the language. That's a great question. I should have uh, I should have said that. Well, it, maybe it's a universal thing. Anyway, well, we did uh, establish that you that you had the individual languages in the in the Golden Hall episode. So so um, we we should totally continue on that um, on that track. Well, we appear to have a standoff here. <laughs> Well, I mean, you, you could still decide to do something if you want. One of the scouts has a his arbalest trained on the the big beast. I, I imagine a lot of people have failed their steel test. Tests. Oh yeah. So if if I can perpetuate the standoff and give our people a chance to recover and shake off the surprise, that would be to our advantage when the uh, Houndmaster shows yeah, up. Yeah, I can use command uh, on. Uh Yes, you can. Yes, you can. I'll do that, Eli. I should get ready. We may have more. All right, excellent. Obstacle is the amount of hesitation, of course, which in most cases would be three. And your margin of success, of course, is subtracted from all hesitation. So please roll. While the prince is commanding, I'll have his back and keep the uh, dog at bay. Because, hey, I have a belief like that. Oh, yeah, true. I'll spend a fate. Oh, go ahead. Oh, I think one or two, uh, you know, snap out of it, but the majority of them are still either figuring out what's happening in there. They're, they're only, you know, they're bottled up in the doorway still or something, and uh, they're not sure what's going on, or they're still amazed by the sudden appearance of a great big thing and the, the surge of action and shouting. But, uh, hey, what would I, just for fun, I'll let you name two dwarves that uh, come out of their... Wonderment or surprise? Uh, let's say, uh, Froomey and, uh, uh Unferth. All oh, right, okay, cool. <laughs> Unferth has this uh, very becoming bump on his forehead from his, um, <laughs> unfortunate axe encounter. <laughs> but he looks ex- extremely fierce, so that's fine. He knows how dangerous these tunnels are. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Right, so Froomey is the one who's, who's sort of leveling his, his arbalist at the big thing. Unferth is right, almost right next to the prince, which is why it's like, oh, oh. So you have a few, at least, at hand. When uh, this human, this tall individual, comes thundering down the steps, swats, for lack of a better term, the big beast on the snout. And, I mean, this big dog is big even for him. But at further castigations spewed in to too quick a fashion to really pick up exactly what it says it said the dog stands down or at least looks away from you and looks to the master like <laughs> you just stole my pretties you bastard but i guess i should listen to you <laughs> one would hope that he that the human realizes he's seriously outnumbered yeah so that's the moment where 
he looks at whatever the dog was attacking, and if he were a player character, this is where he would make a steel test uh, and fail miserably, of course. You, you can see that his eyes go wide, and he's just standing there with his jaw going for a moment, like op- falling open. Who are you? Why are you in Scoria? He blinks a moment, and then it's like he didn't even hear you, and he goes, dwarves here! But why do, why you... And then he scratches his head under... Yeah, he has this hair do, right? That's the, You know, he has dark hair that's swept up in a kind of bun on the top of his head. So he starts to scratch under the bun. It's like, well, what do you... Uh, now that you have a chance to take a look at him, you see that he is wearing a very familiar type of mail that you've seen on certain goblins down here. And at his side is a long straight sword that you may have seen in the hands of certain goblins before. Aside from that, he looks like a human, except he's not as weirdly figured as they tend to be. No, this one just traffics with goblins, that's all. (laughs) (laughs) He's sort of swarthy of of complexion and is cleanly shaven. He has these like baggy trousers underneath the mail that uh, is held up by these colorful yellow bands. Suspenders? No, like thick uh, leg protection like uh, that are weaved around his uh, lower legs. Ooh, I used to know the name of those things. But I've can't remember it now, so... Yeah, you know what you mean. What I mean. Yeah. Anyway, he has this appearance of, of being a martial character, though he has this we- that weird human mystic element to him as well, though in a far lesser extent than any of the other surfaces you've met so far. He has this, like I said, or maybe I didn't, because I got this sidetrack. The only, like, paint he has on is, like, his forehead is uh, smeared red, but that's it. No other, you know, discerning marks, no nothing like that. Ari is back. Is Ari in the call? I can definitely join the call. Hello. <laughs> Welcome. Thank you. Our belated slate. So what is going on in Dwarfland? You just saved me from getting my face mauled. Thank you. And that's where we are. I'm in that, that throng somewhere. Yes, you're, you're right there next to the, the prince. Uh, I'm not gonna make you test steel since you're, you appear, you appeared now. So I'm gonna say you, you maybe just came out of your momentary life. <gasps> or probably had a sixth sense that something was coming. <laughs> yeah, like, like a sixth sense, yes. <laughs> Amazing! <laughs> So yeah, the human standing there rambling. He hasn't drawn a sword. He hasn't uh, made any any offensive motions, anything like that. Yeah, so the human is mumbling as if he can't fully comprehend how you can be here. Well, I, I guess we can help him. <laughs> Snap out of it. We're back. <laughs> Unfor, take his sword. Okay, right away. Unforth darts forth, leaps for the sword, and pulls it out of its sheath. The human is like, whoop, whoop, looks at his belt suddenly, you know, waking from his wonderment or surprise. And he attempts to grab uh, Unferth, but uh, he's a little too quick and leaps back with a vindictive, ha-ha. Now you'll answer my questions. Who are you? Why are you here? Are there more of you? Uh, oh, uh, are you speaking in the, like, common trade yeah. tongue? or Yeah, okay. He, he looks particularly un... He doesn't look very pleased, but he takes a broad stance and uh, looks you all over and and, uh, says, My name is Bregor. I'm here with my people. What are you doing here? And are you thieves? I believe you are the thief. I'm not the one stealing weapons right in front of people's eyes. Name yourselves. I've given you my name. What's yours? 
I am Prince Fandral, the rightful ruler of Scoria. You are in my hold. He's momentarily a little stunned, maybe. It's difficult to say strange expressions on these humans. There's a moment of silence, then he says, you, you are a prince from the south. I'm born of Scoria. Well, this is most curious. We, um, whoa, this is over my head. We should uh, go to Lord Ra. Clearly. Who is? Uh, you must excuse me. I, uh, I, I did not expect to see dwarves in this part of the hold. Where Normally you? they came by the com- they come by the gates. Are you not with the usual envoys? Have you been dealing with Dooney? I don't know any of their names. I'm only a a watchman. Please, please, uh, f- forgive my briskness and forgive uh, Madra here. We should go before before Lord Ram. You, you may keep the sword. Do not wish to anger any of you. I'm going to say in Dwarvish uh, to the prince, too late. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go then. Very well, the, this way. And um, he takes a back, back step and sort of hits his heel on the edge of one of the steps. He's almost, he almost falls over and then writes himself and his mail and everything. And, and no and one offered he, a hand. <laughs> 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 he says, "I'm, I, I'm, I'm fine, uh, dwarf." He sort of whistles and, and snaps at the big, crazy hound. It growls at Flint. I growl back. <laughs> <laughs> we have a communication Slate, going. I think Slate is trying to admire the hound. It's going to take more work than growling. Fond of animals. Uh, Even animals that may or may not be trying to eat him. Uh, This particular animal looks like it's a fighting animal. The fur around its face uh, and snout and shoulders are like full of of scars. The the coat is a bit ragged in that area. Uh, And one of its eyes are kind of milky, but it looks like a very fierce animal. Hmm. They have more of these animals. I might have to trade something. (laughs) (laughs) It's big enough that you could possibly ride it. Yeah, I might have to trade something. (laughs) I want a riding dog now. If it would let you, though. If it would let me. Maybe they have a puppy. Yeah, there you go. Raise it it from a puppy. You know, teach it how to attack goblins, and then you can be a warg rider. (laughs) Ooh, I like the sound of that. This is more like a warg hound. (laughs) <laughs> so I, we're in I, between I like that, I like the sound of that Yeah, so the, the dog uh, relents and goes ahead into the dark Ahead of its master His um, name was what? Bregor, it's like Gregor but with a B So Bregor, what's your uh, task here in this tunnel? Well, let me tell you And that's where we cut back to the expedition <laughs> Oh And we're going to get right back to that scene When uh, when we have had When we've had um, Oskel's little thingy. So, Ofkel, where, where did you picture yourself at this time in the uh, expedition? Are you watching over the dwarves still, or are you doing something else? I'd probably imagine when you heard that the, the prince is going back and trying getting into Scoria through this back door, I figured, okay, we either going to be going through the back door, and I, then I'll need to know how to transport, or we'll be coming through the front door, as we should. He's he's imagining that 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 everyone will be moving soon, and therefore he's he's getting everyone ready to uh, roll out, as it were. Anything that could that can be packed up, we will be we'll start packing up. And I'll bring I'll talk to Rory about his little. Uh, he's got two wagons now. Basically, everyone helps everyone. We're not going to leave anyone behind, so we're right. all getting right. getting ready to move. So uh, we're starting to break camp, more or less. 
Which should, should get Roar's attention, I would imagine. Yeah, he doesn't appear as, as uh, hasty as you. Yeah. It takes us longer, though, to get moving. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure that's true. So, uh, yeah, you're in the middle of that, and Rory and Bear approach you in the middle of all this and, and mm-hmm. um, put their, their dwarfy hands on your shoulders, uh, you know, in a reassuring way. And we're happy you came to your senses. And, and have you had a drink yet? Oh, yeah, I've had a, I had a drink or two, you know, I, I pull up a mug and take, and take a sip. That, that is good, I, I, I suppose, says uh, Bear. <laughs> but, mm. but you could dip it a little more, yes? I you know, look over at her. You're not trying to get me drunk, are you, last? No, 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 <laughs> silly. I don't need to do that. You can do that all on your own, can't you? <laughs> well, you mean like this and... <laughs> clunk. Oh, I should get uh, refill that. And of course, uh, having said that, Apprentice appears magically and takes it away and comes back in a few seconds with it full. You can see this expression of profound relief on Rory's face. Possibly he feared that in your uh, depression, depression, he would have to he would have had to take over the entirety of the brewing responsibilities, and he is now. Quite satisfied or, or relieved that, that that is not the case. I smack him on the shore. Hey, don't worry, lad. If I go to go rest in the, in the in the stones of the earth, you'll be all ready to be in charge of all this. I sweep my hand across over this ramshackle collection of brutons and stuff like that. <laughs> so that's good to know. Uh, I'm glad you're you're um, mm. you're feeling better. Actually, we we need to do something because if we're going to be founding a brewery, we need to found our first brewers guild here, and you and I will be the founding members. <laughs> There's a pregnant silence from from Bear's direction. <laughs> and she just, yeah, she doesn't say anything. Just just. Well, don't worry. As soon as you, as soon as your apprentices show your worth, you'll be promoted to journeyman. Then you'll be able to join the guild as full members. You'll all be apprentice members, of course, but you know, non-voting. <laughs> Wait, that's a problem. Just two of us. If we oppose each other. Mm. <laughs> oh, I, I'd never oppose you, says, says Rory. Don't be silly. I don't know enough to oppose you. I reach out and smack him upside his head. Slad, <laughs> your opinions is worth as anyone else's. Uh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yes, of course. My opinions are worth just as much as anyone else's. Uh, that's that's I, what Bear keeps telling me all the time. And it's just that I, I keep uh, imagining that they're wrong. I look at Bear and then I make this hand-smacking motion and... Hand-smacking as in... As smacking him. Oh, whoa, whoa. She's just shaking her head and drugging. I know. We got to build your confidence up. I sit down on a, on a keg, blow my beer in my hand. Go on, Katie, lad. Get us ready to go. Oh, um... Uh, all right then. He's he's graduated from, Bear, from the sit pony. Next to me. Bear, sit next to me. Get oh, right here. Get here. Of course, of course, of course. <laughs> she sits down, crosses her, her legs, sort of wa- as if waiting for him to like get everyone rolling. All right, lad. You've done this more than once. You should know the drill. Um. Well, we're half done. I suppose. But... What, what, what do I say? I look at Bear, clink our tankers together and take a sip and look at him. Uh, time to get going. Uh, that, that's, that's what Ulfkel says, and you don't want to feel his cane. I get Trust up and me. I walk over and I smack him upside the head. Ow! Oh, it's Rory saying this, not Ulfkel. You got that, it's lad? It's Rory saying this, not Ulfkel. Just so you know. Is that better? Uh, uh, 
sit back. Like I said, he always <laughs> tried to say, he, is, he's, he has himself sort of graduated from being on top of a pony to now having a, a stick. Yeah. So he's sort of flipping around. With he's, he's getting to his cane wave. You gotta wave that stick more. But, but then I'll have to use my leg, and, and I can't use my leg, then Bear will strike me. Then have the apprentice hold you up while you wave the cane around. <laughs> <laughs> you got three apprentices. One of them should hold you up while you're waving, while you're waving your cane. Imagine the like new s- scoop, like despotism in the um, in the brewing industry. <laughs> <laughs> apprentices no go- no better than slaves. Abysmal <laughs> working conditions. <laughs> Daily beatings. Still, yeah. there, there you go. Get, give him a mash tun paddle or something. <laughs> At least he can wave it around menacingly. <laughs> you know what? We're standing here and he's looking at us. Let's go over by the cook fire and get some meat. Come on, Bear. Mm. I expect this thing to be ready to go in. I look around for an hourglass, flunk it over. When that's done, and I leave. <laughs> <laughs> so, Bear, uh, when, when you approach the cook fire, she's, she goes, I think that was the right thing to do, sir. He's got to learn to stand his own two feet. Anyway, though, so maybe not this early. So uh, I have to ask you a question. What do you think of the beer? Oh, this beer, yes. Uh, it's good. It's surprisingly good. It's almost... Uh, oh, it's, no, 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 no. What do you think of the beer? Really? Well, it's true. It tastes a little familiar, sir. I, I'll, feed, I'll admit that I uh, tried to reproduce your recipe from uh, memory. Oh, I, I imagine you knew the recipe already. Oh, no, no. I'll be the first to admit I, I, I know the recipes tomorrow, <laughs> but... You grew up on the surface, didn't you? Well, of course. It's where we have the farms and the mills and And all also that. lots lots of herbs and things like that you can add to the beer. See, I never knew that. You know things I don't know. Oh, you know things I don't. I didn't know you could use cave mushroom in it and lichen. Uh, it adds its own flavors. But, you know, if you sit there and work for you know, Rory too long, I don't, don't, don't know if you'll be running the brewery for him instead. Because you're better. Well, I know that, but maybe there's a proper order to things. You know, you earn your way up. That's what my mom said. Yes, but, you know, we need a third third brewer in the guild. But I just can't go and say, oh, yeah, journeyman or journeywoman. (laughs) When when we get a chance and get set up in Scoria, I'm going to set you aside some some match tons and some fermenters and see what you can do by yourself, but with help, of course. And if you do well, you may get your own brewery. Well, she looks overwhelmed and a little, like, starry-eyed and, and so on. Understand, Rory was the best of my brewers and my apprentices. Think about that for a second. He's <laughs> 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 not an terrible brewer. It's not, I don't know if he's leader material. And, you know, she waves over to him where he's desperately limping about trying to get the other apprentices to listen. I'm waiting for him just to simply get to the point where he starts screaming at people. Like you? I. Kind of the dwarven way. <laughs> yeah, I haven't seen him smacking one yet, has he? Nope. Well, uh, I do believe I should at least help in some way. So I, I will take your offer under consideration. He's very generous, sir, and... Uh, but, uh, yes, uh, work, 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 work. I'll t- uh, try to stay away, stay stay out of Rory's way as well. Consider it, lass. Clink, you know, clink mugs. Uh, 
I want a beer again. <laughs> Does Rory has he had enough of the princes not doing what he's telling him to do yet, or is he still being nice? Oh, to yes, you can see he's getting there. The, you can see the, <laughs> the sort of despair and sloping shoulders that is the precursor to you know losing it. Now, if he starts screaming incoherently, then I'll come back over there and you know and sort of calm him down. But I, I really just want him to just get a backbone. Unfortunately, I have killed. Ufkill comes from the from the family of throw the kid in the water to teach him how to swim. He thinks the only way you can become be, be a leader is to well basically be forced to be a leader. <laughs> so this is an interesting proposition that uh, you want to set up more breweries. I don't see that in your beliefs, though. Oh. You have claimed a brewery. Perhaps would you like to amend something to like back up what you're attempting to do here now? Well, I do say reopen the breweries of Scoria D. True, true. That's plural. So, yeah. And you have to make sure they're not haunted, of course. <laughs> uh. Well, anyway, I don't see a, a testing situation yet. May may come up to one later if there's time. We'll see. So, yeah, you're keeping an eye on Rory and, you know, waiting for him to <laughs> And then we cut back to the uh, the deep tunnel <laughs> stair as you're walking up over the great big um, steps with the hammers, the stylized hammers pictured on each one of them with uh, uh, Bregor and uh, his... Um, Great hound. And Fandral just asked what his duty was. Was that the the question? What's his duty here in the these tunnels? He says, well, your lordship, um, I'm a watchman. I uh, keep the order and watch for intrusions. I, I did not, I confess, I did not expect to see anyone in this part of the hold. It's been abandoned for, can't even imagine how many years. But uh, Madra here uh, ran ahead, and I lost track of her. And, well, it was only because she was growling so loud that I knew where she had gone. I, I confess, I didn't even know this tunnel existed. That's the way we like to keep it. <laughs> <laughs> what sort of intrusions have there been? Oh, uh... The, the demons, your lordship. The demons in the earth. The ones who uh, infested this place before uh, Lord Ram directed us, to ta- uh, directed us to take it. You mean goblins? Uh, go- your goblins. Uh, that is the word for them. That, that is the, the way some of the... Oh, I'm trying to find a different word for, like, Gentile or some other vaguely pejorative for someone who isn't of his denomination. <laughs> but I can't find one. So you imagine, like, some similar, like... Non-believers? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't want to say infidels. It sounds so incredibly <laughs> like crusader. And uh, what of the dragon? Ah, uh, that is what you call the serpent, of course, yes. Uh, well, I'm sure the serpent is present in every stone in this uh, hold now. We brought him. Did you? Yes, yes, yes. Where you from? see, I was here from the first when when we took we took the hold. We, uh, we came from... Um, from above, from some of the uh, abandoned way stations, and we made our way here. It was Lord Ram's vision. So how did these goblins come upon uh, your weapons and armor? That they're devils and they live in the dark, of course, and they uh, they ambush our patrols when we go beyond the doom gates. I suspect they are still sour because we took away the hold from them. Maybe they are fearful of us, and that's why they don't face us face-to-face, so to speak. It could be because a lot of them are dead now. Well, yes, yes, of course. We we attempted first to take the doom gates with military means, but the demons they rose up against us and and they put up a fierce fight. But then the serpent spoke to Lord Ram, uh, and he made them ash like that. That is probably why they slink in the dark and strangle us where they can. 
starting to like the goblins more. <laughs> Slate does not want to admit it, but he's kind of agreeing with you. <laughs> so so uh, what it is, is, I'm not saying anything. Slate's not saying th- anything. We're looking at each other, and we are thinking the same thing. Yeah, <laughs> exact same thing. Like, we'd be better off with the goblins up here, wouldn't we? It's the it's goblins right. you could hit in the head. Yeah, Wolfkill says, you can manage a goblin. <laughs> If if you allow, your lordship, I know it's a little uh, beyond my station, but what is your business here in in the hold? Well, this is my hold. Oh, so you said, yes. Uh, I, I think Lord Ram wouldn't dispute that, but but it is not for me to say, of course. Well, I will let him do his own disputing then. That, that is right and good. Uh, through this uh, portal ahead, and there's this half-collapsed sort of... Um, sibling portal or, or opening to the one you passed through previously, except it doesn't have a door with, you know, the swirly bits in it. And ducking through it, you you enter this sort of um, great big kind of a square or or market space. It's almost, I mean, completely dark. So it's your lantern and and like some very pale shafts of light from high above you. That uh, you know illuminate anything. Uh, it, it seems to be that, that this open space is between a number of clan halls that are carved out from from the the rock of a mountain, right? Uh, and he points to a uh, passage that leads away through it straight ahead. What has been your dealings with the previous dwarves that have come here? I, I do not handle the negotiations, but. I have. Uh, perhaps it is not for me to say. I should not. I should not speak of this. He he looks a little troubled. Well, I'm sorry, what? He's, he's only outnumbered twenty to one or something. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm not troubled because you know he thinks you're going to kill him. But well, then we're obviously not scary enough. I, I would imagine that you would have more lights down here. Don't you humans have weak eyes? Like I said, in, no one has been in this part of a hold for many, many, many decades, I'm sure. We do not use it. It's a shame. It is a profane, it is a profane a, place, he says. <laughs> it seems kind of homey. It's a deception. <laughs> I, I refuse to go singing down the halls, but it's, it's nice to, to walk through Scoria and just looking around, uh, g- getting a uh, lay of the land. I want to stay with the group, but at the same time, I want to do a little scout scouting. So instead of standing next to Fandral, I might miss out on some in- info, but we'll put Ty and Frumi uh, out as whiskers and uh, uh, say on the right now, be on the left, just to make sure nothing creeps around behind us, like mangy curs or other humans. Do you care if, if Bregor sees you? Oh, I want him to see me. I want him to know that... Uh, we're a professional military organization, not wandering into the jaws of some dire trap. He sees that you're standing out through me and tie and that you're drifting a little yourself. And he goes, oh, uh, please, uh, do not roam. You, you must go before Lord Ram and be recognized as guests. Otherwise, I cannot answer for what, for how he would react. I realize your prince makes claim to these halls, but I fear Lodram would see this as an intrusion. I don't wish harm on you. And like I said, this is a profane place. You could you could stir evil things. We won't wander too far, but we are much more organized than a, a pack of rabble-rousers. To protect the prince, we need to see what's uh, ahead and to the side. 
we would prefer not to have any of these demons, as you could call them, suddenly pounce upon us, catch us unawares. If they were here, Madra would have smelled them. <laughs> Everyone looks at the dog. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the dog is just riding <laughs> ahead. Madra went Still looking side. back every now and then and growling at the dwarves, but not. Oh, she doesn't appear to be uh, sensing any any particular danger. Of course not. We're just a bigger pack. Yeah. <laughs> I wasn't going to range too far, but I, I just want some whiskers out, so to speak. Do, do as you wish, but... D- duly noted, but that doesn't uh, stop me. <laughs> yeah, 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 no, no, no. Uh, he, he says to Fandral, I hope you will inform Lord Rom that I'm not responsible for your uh, subjects or their missteps. Of course you're not. Thank you. Is there any particular place you would like to scout here, Flint? Uh, left. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let, let me ask you a little broadly. Is there a particular place you are looking for among these living quarters? I would definitely keep track of anything that looks like a Goddardam crest. And I would, but I would expect a much more upscale housing, so I don't expect to see that. But if I do happen to see something that looks like a brewery, I'll definitely make a note of that. No real industrial type uh, stuff here. It seems to be living halls. Um, the bird. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, no. you did, well, okay, let me clarify one thing that may be a little it may have lapsed since last time. But You established that the door was, that the magical door, so to speak, was, was put up there by your clan and I think Slate's clan and some other clan. A coalition of clans. Yes, and this leads to a, a sort of marketplace with living halls. Um, so, so it's it's more like uh, it's a gated community. Yeah, <laughs> somewhat. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I guess that's one way of looking at it. Yeah, I'm I'm not expecting to find any trouble or anything like that. But then again, that's why you have scouts out. If I can find landmarks, grand. If not, just as long as we're not jumped on from the dark. Give me an ob two hold wise. I can do that. If you if you succeed, you find something of interest. If you fail, something of interest may find you. Well, okay. Well, if there's a consequence to this, we'll, we'll double down and throw throw in a persuasion uh, persona. I mean, <laughs> uh, can I help somehow? I would certainly be looking for any uh, signs of anything I recognize. Well, well, I suppose you could. You have any kind of uh, history? His, yeah, ancient history could could work. We we throw in uh, a little bit of history. Throw in uh, a little bit of hold wise. Ah, four dice yes. is good against two, right? Piece of cake. Cool. There we go. We got our two. Okay, so uh, you don't see uh, a Gotterdam crest anywhere, but passing one of the halls, you find a marking, a clan marking from one of, uh, from a vassal clan, you might say. Probably something that Fandral recognizes, knowing the history. It may be a place of interest if you want to find out more about possibly like correspondences, whereabouts of, of the actual Gotterdam clan hold, stuff like that. Uh, let me see if there's any maps in here. Just take a minute. We'll rummage about, and it would be really nice if there was a nice big map tacked up on the inside, but one never knows. <laughs> says, you, you are here. <laughs> That's nice and specific. I wonder how we would do that. Hmm. I'm sure that's the dumb luck stat that none of us have. <laughs> Maybe scavenging. That's an actual skill. I'm in trouble. I got foraging. Any any goodies? <laughs> uh, that's great if you're looking for like lichen or berries. Uh, but now you're looking for something else. 
stick what he's looking for. It can be any type of item, but cannot be a specific or unique thing. Oh. A map. <laughs> <laughs> so it, it wouldn't be like a map to the treasure hoard of, of the Gotterdams. It couldn't be that, but it could be like a map, a useful map. So it sounds like a hard-to-find item. Oh, yeah. I don't think we're going to succeed, but... <laughs> it's an OB3. OB3, and... And what's what's the base right? Because I think this we qualified as unskilled. Okay, that's perception. Let's see, perception five uh, versus an obstacle of six. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, what the hell? Yeah. What's worse? Well, what's the consequences of failing, or are there none? <laughs> Let's say uh, if you fail, you may make uh, an unpleasant discovery instead of my choosing. I like that. Yeah, sure. Why not? Unpleasant discoveries are, are always fun. <laughs> well, we have three, and uh, I can burn a uh, fate. So I've got uh, three out of uh, six. Eh, not a surprise. So here's a question for Fandral. Do you wait for Flint while he goes inside, or do you go inside with him? Oh, we found something interesting, I guess. I, let's go inside with more fun than just waiting around. Cool. True. I could yeah. be pulling out a map or something if he's looking for maps. What do I have? Sure, sure. Absolutely. So uh, as you are going through uh, the various near-empty rooms, it seems like, you know, the vassal clan who lived here, who I will name at some point. Big show of a name. The um, darn. <laughs> <laughs> Not quite a bad, as bad as the damned. <laughs> As you're going through this, this uh, hole that seems to be have been vacated, a lot of the stuff seems to have been uh, removed before abandonment. You do find some desks. Actually, you find a little library, which is kind of an alcove with uh, some random, a random assortments of, uh, of writings and letters, books. Uh, and among them, you find this as letter. What is Grandfather Gotterdam's first name? Yeah, good question, but I like alliteration, so we'll go with Gunnar. Gunnar or Gunnar. Your call on that. <laughs> <laughs> well, I heard Gunnar, so let's go so with Gunnar. Gunnar, Gunnar Gotterdam the Great. <laughs> so you find a, le- a letter in, in a runic uh, script, and it's not terribly complicated, so you don't have to like sit there and squint at it forever and like, figure out what it means. See, it seems to be a letter that hasn't been sent yet. And it says, the agreement has been struck. The opals will soon be obliterated. And it is signed Gunnar Gotterdam. Or it says, like, you know, good work, brother. Interesting. That's a keeper. Do you show it to the prince? What do you do? I mean, uh, Fandor, you see him, like, uh, fiddling with some letter, and he's, like, uh, you know, reading it the way dwarves read it, probably, like, with your mouth going... <laughs> well, the, those those runes are complicated. Step up and glance over <laughs> his shoulder. Something interesting? Yeah, a little bit of family history. Apparently, uh, the, the Goddardams and uh, Opals didn't get along too well. We'll wave it a little bit so it's hard to read over my shoulder. <laughs> <laughs> but no map, sir. I think I know where we are. We're, we're around here-ish. <laughs> Points to the map he has of, of the entirety of Scoria. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, maybe Slate would like some interaction with, uh, like, the human or something. Sure, why not? Pet the dog. Pet the dog, yeah. I want to pet the dog. Oh, oh, take your okay. life into your own hands. Yeah. <laughs> do you approach? Do you approach uh, Madra? No, I approach the human first. I'm not that stupid. All right. <laughs> <laughs> 
I think he has advanced to the point where, like, as far away from the market as he can without losing track of, you know, the rest of the dwarves. So, so waiting he's for waiting for them. Okay. Yeah, and the dog is there. Hi, doggy. Yeah, she's kind of... He's probably... Giving you the sink eye in dog terms. Slate's probably never seen a dog like her before, has he? Probably not. Not too many dwarves have. It's huge. You know how much it would cost to feed that thing? A <laughs> couple of excavations into the uh, goblin tunnels, maybe? If you're feeding it goblins, you may be onto something. Actually, that's exactly what is going through Slate's mind at the moment. Because he'd actually like to clear out one of those tunnels and maybe stone bones a place to actually have something set up. And maybe for himself, too, just a bit. He, uh, Send the dogs it, in first, and then... It, okay. it, the, the dog, yeah. He uh, walks up to the the guy, and I, I can't help noticing how unique your companion is there. She is a war dog. She's gorgeous. Uh, <laughs> that, uh, that is not what I would call her, but I have not seen dwarven dogs of war before. I've never seen so magnificent an animal. Well, I can see when the same magnificent holding out both arms, <laughs> like wide. <laughs> no, that's what it would be if he said great. <laughs> there's, a, there's a momentary lapse in the, in the low growling that she's giving you when you say magnificent, but then she resumes it. Yeah, where did you get such a fine animal? Uh, forgive me, you. Uh, uh, I'm not sure where your loyalties lie yet. I would not want to reveal things about us. Okay. Oh, that's fine. I'm, I'm, simply, I'm, I'm simply admiring your your glorious dog. Well, perhaps I can say that we breed them. It is um, somewhat of a lost art to the unwashed, non-believing masses up above. Well, I suppose. To the west. East. She gods. East. <laughs> Looking at the map like, wait. <laughs> there are no there are human places to the west. East. I don't suppose she would let me touch her. Uh, I don't suppose you are very attached to your fingers. Point taken. He just kind of studies her, trying to see, you know, how, how big is she exactly in, ter- in dwarf terms? Uh, oh, she gods. She, in dwarf terms, for a dwarf, it's like staring at a draft horse, almost. Okay, so much bigger than my pony. Well, okay. Slightly larger than your pony. It would look really silly, because she's not bulky like a, a, a hobbit warg. She's slimmer than that. But he could possibly ride her if... Uh, she looks like a, form-wise, like an Irish wolfhound, you said? Yeah, kind of like a cross between a warg and a wolfhound, yes. Exactly. So very sleek, very slim, very muscular, but still broad across the shoulders. Yeah. Yeah, now he wants one even more. <laughs> I, wanted, I want to haggle with this guy over the price of a puppy. But once again, he's not sure where my loyalties lie. We need to be allies before it gets that far. <laughs> yeah, you have, I know. Um, do you have uh, skills, possibly, that you could use? Like uh, mm. persuasion? I do have, of course, persuasion, but I don't want to get this guy even more on our bad side. I have a feeling he already doesn't trust us. Perhaps you could remedy that with a little yeah. coarse persuasion. Perhaps you can add it to your greed. Just saying. Well, she is powerful. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And I do crave power. I, I'd totally let you tap greed if you would, if if you want to, like, tap that for course persuasion to give you an edge. 
So what's your intent? Would you like to? Well, I have uh, haggling. I have haggling as well. Yeah, that's for haggling. Yeah, that, that that's for haggling. Yeah, when, when there's a deal set up. Spielwise? No. Uh, sure. I, I suppose you could use Spielwise to present yourselves in a good light, as good light, a light as possible. Like you're selling the idea that uh, maybe you're not so bad. I'm gonna I'm gonna do. Uh Course extortion, or course extortion, course persuasion. <laughs> I was looking at two different things in my mind. <laughs> Threw them into one. Some wonderful images. <laughs> course persuasion with Spielwise and. Back over the dog. <laughs> I have nothing else to use unless you guys have any uh, suggestions. If this is a stepping stone toward getting your hands on one of those dogs and the power of having one of those dogs, then mm-hmm. you could definitely tap greed. And the way you do that is you pay one persona and you get to add as many dice as you want from your greed to your roll. And your mm-hmm. greed is B3. That means you can add up to three dice. Okay. Yeah, I'll give you one of my nine persona for that. <laughs> okay, uh-huh. so that bumps up course persuasion to five. And you wanted to fork in spielwise. Yeah, which is... Three, 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 but but you you add one die from it since yes, it's under five. Five, five, six die. Yes. No, no, you got it. Oh my! Give me the dog! Give me the dog! <laughs> <laughs> um, and you don't have any sixes, uh, alas, so uh, you can't explode anything. So that that means you failed, right? In order to, I should have maybe given you like a um a failure condition, but. Uh, I can fig- I, we can figure out something interesting here. Okay, so maybe it's too obvious. Like, course persuasion is totally like you giving him significant glances, you know, pats on whatever body part is near. It's maybe a bit too sleazy for what he's used to. You make him really suspicious. You can see it right away. Like, when you start going on about, we, you know, we don't have to be uh, all suspicious and enemies. And he's like, oh, what are you attempting to do? I've already lost my sword. Are you attempting to steal something from me? Uh, no, 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 no. Uh, I'm sorry if I gave that impression. And he, he backs up with his, his hands up, you know, universal things. Okay, I'm, I'm, I surrender. I'm not doing it's anything. A, I, I, could to- so I could see Slate totally giving him his sword back. Actually, you know what? <laughs> so here, you, here. So we're not thieves. <laughs> you know what? Yeah, yeah. He'll he'll give him his sword back. <laughs> I like that. That's cool. Like, um, <laughs> we're we're definitely not thieves. I'm I'm sorry they took your sword and yeah. So you grab it from from poor Unferth, who's <laughs> looking at it in a different direction or something. <laughs> yeah, look from him. <laughs> we're not thieves, Yank. <laughs> Here, I'm Robin Hood. Uh. <laughs> yeah. Poor Unferth's going to get chewed out now. Yeah, aw. <laughs> Gregor is, like, looking at you, and then he reaches out for the sword and then snatches it quickly. Because <laughs> it's like he thinks you might actually trick him or something. Suppose you're not, maybe not that bad. I have my eyes on you. Gives a, you know, a dwarvy sigh and a look at the dog. <laughs> <laughs> Do I have anything to to offer her food wise? Yeah, you might have uh, like jerky or something, like something something to nibble on. Yeah, um, I could throw her some jerky. <laughs> he steps on it like right away, like and he goes, "Thank you for the sword. Now please stay in the back of the queue. Don't give Mother anything. Don't know what you feed your dogs. I don't have a dog. <laughs> Forgive me if I don't trust you. Forgiven, understandable." 
just kind of hangs his head and prompts <laughs> back to the back of the line. I could just see the, uh, the the human reporting. These dwarves are so friendly and curious and <laughs> <laughs> sociable. Not natural. <laughs> All right, so I guess this is around the time when Flint and Vandal will come back because there wasn't oh, yeah. a whole lot to rifle through in in the hall. Uh, so I'm, I'm sorry for slowing us down now. Let's make haste. You find, uh, of course, Onfirth without a sword, and you see Bregor has the sword back, but he's looking more suspicious now of you than he was before. I step up to Onfirth and go, what did you do? I couldn't. I was, it, it was slate. I, I just looked away a moment and then Slick snatched the sword from me. Why? I'm sorry, sire. Why? I don't know why. He was talking to the long-legged thing. Where's Slate? <laughs> Where is Slate? <laughs> he's, he's very much in the back of the, the <laughs> caravan, just kind of shuffling his feet and looking down. Behind the axe bearers. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Well, Bregor, did uh, Slate say something to offend you? He considers your words a moment, and then he says, it were not his words, but his manner. I think we should make haste to Lord Rom now. Oh, you'll have to excuse Slate. He is, he's used to dealing with people who are unconscious, usually. <laughs> That's going to make an interesting rumor. (laughs) Yeah. He looks confused, but gives you a sort of grunt of acknowledgement, and then, you know, signs for you to walk with him through, um, you know, the exit from this this marketplace. The serpent waits. Does it? Oh, that's not ominous. I don't know what it is. (laughs) (laughs) You know what? If he says that out loud, would you give me a persona point or a fake point? No, but you can totally say it out loud. That's, that's yeah, he's going to say it out loud. I think Onfrith is right there behind you, looking angry and going, shh. All right. Uh, I don't know if we have time for, like, what I had in mind for Ulfkill or not. I think it's probably better to cut it here, and then we'll, yeah. we'll head with, uh, like, the audience and and uh, and uh, camp shenanigans next time. Well, I should add an, uh, I believe I really should. I will get that oh. off. Uh, if, that's what you want, if that's what you want, then write down that belief. We're at. I mean, only have well, three. Well, if that's more important to you right now than making Stonebones proud of you or, or like surpassing him, then he put that on hold. First, first, foremost on my mind right now. Yeah, and it seems more relevant than than and more actionable than than surpassing Stonebones and skill right well, now. So I think that's an excellent belief to. Well, actually, the one I next is the rest of the party will reach Scoria deep in one piece. It, that's achieved. We're here. We're in one piece. So that's the one I'd swap. Oh, uh, yeah, maybe. Maybe you have a point. Maybe Just, that's something you have actually achieved. It and is. should be rewarded for this time. Oh, okay. Well, we could, we could go that route, too. Let's start with Slate, then, so you can fix your beliefs in a way that you like. Let's see. For Fate stuff, there wasn't a whole lot of testing. I'd say you should get a persona at least for, for the getting the party to score it even in one piece. Since, as Todd suggested, it is completed. And I think that's it for your beliefs this time. For Fandral, you've certainly explored what's beyond the opening runic gate and made some headway and discovered things. I don't know if there's a whole lot of Arta earning stuff happening, but um, you should get a fake point at least, in my opinion. 
Flint. Scrounging like for information on the Goddamn family. You certainly did that, but but Didn't I find guess anything. I, I guess what you wrote was search for the shield. Yeah. And you did search for it, so that's a fate. But you didn't find it, so no persona. I continue to watch his back, yes. and I also tried to scout the abandoned, which turned out not to be completely abandoned hold. <laughs> I'd say... Touched hey, on all of them, actually. Yeah, you know, I'd say that a persona for watching his back, I, I don't think you leapt in front of any particular danger to safeguard him. It was kind of thrust on you. <laughs> um, the danger leapt on me, not the other way around. Yes, so uh, take a fate for that, but... Uh, I'll give you a persona for scouting the abandoned hold. You certainly did that. Huzzah! And for Ovkel, you were playing toward reopening the breweries. But then again, I like no how real testing. on incomplete information. I'm not giving you any particular belief stuff. You only had the one brief scene, so that's understandable. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I'm yeah. giving you a humor fate, at least. <laughs> and I think all of you should get one embodiment persona. Yay. No real mold breaker moments. Some, you did some personal goals, which I've awarded. And I'm not sure if it was a great, big, huge workhorse or MVP type story. It, it was a secrets revealed kind of thing. Yeah. Because like, the um, situation has radically changed. Then, then again, I mean, a workhorse, if I were to vote, which I'm not allowed to, so uh, feel free to ignore me, but I would probably award Vandal for workhorse. You know, he helped Flint with his dogfight. He helped Flint find stuff. He managed not to piss off the human. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what do you think, crew? Uh, does Fandral uh, get a workhorse for uh, generally being uh, princely and, and avoiding trouble? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yoki yeah. dokie. <laughs> Take yep. care. Bye-bye, guys. Bye-bye. Ooh. Mint. Okay. Yeah, we're a little squirrely today. Ooh, wow, wow. Sorry. Easily distracted. I found me a... Yes, 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 exactly that. It's like moving aside papers and I found me a chocolate covered mint. It's like, nice. Oh. Treasure. I didn't know, I didn't know it was there. Not much lint on it. Oh, no, 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 no. It was actually still wrapped in the, in the plastic. Uh. But, but it was like, ah, I must have squirreled that away for a later day. Woohoo, it's a later day. <laughs> It's the tag where I mentioned you can go to our page at sunday-skypers.podbean.com, find links to all of our episodes, links to our Facebook page and MeWe page. You can email us at sundayskypers at zoho.com. It'd also be nice if you gave us a rating or review on iTunes or the podcast app of your choice. And that's all I got.